Shalom and welcome to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. This is a recording of a Shabbat sermon by Rabbi Rebecca Schatz. It's only really been in the past few months that I've noticed the memories feature of Facebook, where you can click and see anything that was posted to you or that you shared from any of the previous years that I've that you have used this particular social media platform. Sometimes I see a picture or quotes that bring back something that I've not thought of in a very long time. And at other times, there are memories that repeat and that I would think to post something identical in that very moment. Memories are bizarre in the way that you can recall something that is not always in your mind and it floods you with emotion, maybe smells, relationships, and even steps along your own development. This past week, I was sharing with my 14-year-old cousin a, a story. I was three years old in the story. I was on a chairlift with my grandfather as we came down the mountain from a hike in Aspen. We were coming down via chairlift because we knew that there was a storm approaching. The rain started with thunder and lightning, which is never good on a chairlift. And then the chairlift stopped. We were just sitting there in the pouring rain. My grandfather scared, though I didn't know that until later in life. The chairlift stopped because a pregnant woman had some kind of panic attack and needed to get off before her lift would have touched ground. Our family was safe at the bottom of the hill, taken down by police in a Jeep, having never gotten on the chairlift. But before cell phones and amidst a storm, no one felt calm in that particular moment. My papa and I finally reached the ground and headed to their house. He put me in a warm bath, and when I got out, he dressed me in my grandmother's clothes because mine were at our house. I walked around in an oversized t-shirt and I sat down in the living room near the window and drank hot chocolate. This was how I knew it was a big deal for my grandfather. I was drinking hot chocolate just because. I shared this memory with my cousin as it came to mind around the breakfast table while we talked about summers in Aspen. It's not a memory I often think about, but it is clear and it did impact my life in many ways. Moshe in this week's Parsha is asked to record all of the places that they go. Vayichtov Moshe and Motza Ehem lemas Ehem. Al pi Adonai ve'ele mas Ehem lemotza Ehem. Moses recorded the goings out of their various journeys as directed by Adonai's words. And these were their journeys by starting points. A list of and they journeyed from here, and they dwelled here, continues for many verses following, as you just heard. However, in this initial request from God, Moshe is to record the moments of departure to their journey, to their journey ahead, whereas Moses ends up recording their journeys and the places they dwelled. Now, you're all thinking, to journey, you have to leave. So aren't you saying the same thing? And isn't this just semantics? Well, maybe, but there seems to be something beautiful and powerful about vayisu, and they journeyed, vayachanu, and they dwelled or they encamped, as opposed to, and we left and we went. 
Moshe is recording memories, whereas God initially requests that Moshe just indicate pins on a map. Ibn Ezra claims that the goings out, the Motsayahem, was how they went from place to place, indicating journeys in between starting point and destination. Maybe that's how Moshe came to understand the language of journey to dwelling. Though cliche, for our people, the journey was much more intriguing than the destination. As Sforno shared, the reason why we find sometimes the objective mentioned first and at other times the place of departure is due to the fact that sometimes the people were glad to get away from a certain place where unpleasantness had occurred. And other times they were merely glad to arrive at a new destination, hoping for a pleasant stay in their new encampment. One of the most vexing aspects of all these journeys was that the new objective had never been announced before, so that the people were always in the dark about what the next day would bring. Much like our own journeys, our people were unsure what would happen in between their departure and their arrival. But for generations later, those memories are the most important. Memories that I have of vacations or experiences such as college live in my mind as stories, but often without places. So even though I remember where I might have been, the focus of the memory is not the location, but rather the people, the activity, the feelings, the conversations. And one of the many outings that my uncle took me on as a kid, we went to the ballet. I was so excited to see Swan Lake and fell asleep during the only part that I knew to watch for, the wedding. I was not upset, and I'm sure it was not that late, but I was young, and it was a big adventure. As we left the ballet, and again, I don't remember exactly which hall the ballet was in, we got on the freeway, and I noticed that we had been getting on and off the freeway in exactly the same loop. I said, Lee, why are we going in circles? I obviously didn't know how to drive, and he laughed and said, well, I didn't think you would notice, but I cannot seem to figure out how to get onto the other on-ramp to go home. We made it, and it was fine, and I will always remember those pieces of a memory, even if I did not see the entirety of the ballet. The Or HaChaim, an 18th century Moroccan commentator, beautifully focuses on why Moses. Of course, he says, Moses was the one who recorded those places for us in the Torah because Moses wrote down the Torah. Though he does not give us an answer in his commentary, the question makes me believe that this was truly Moshe's diary of memories. He knew he would not make it into Israel And he knew that generations would come after him who were curious of what he experienced. Moshe knew that what was important was the story in between, not necessarily when and where they left to arrive at somewhere. As the 19th century, Rabbi Yaakov Tzvi Mecklenburg, also known as the Haktav Vehakabalah, points out, none of these places are written with the same name of their location as it was when they arrived. Meaning, if a place was called Los Angeles back then, 
They did, Moshe didn't write it down as Los Angeles. Rather, Moshe named the places and described the places based on experience and memories made. This is really incredible. Moshe was writing a story, jotting down memories so that it was not just history, but rather narrative of what came before you and me. We're coming up on the next high holiday season, and the idea of memory or resolutions comes up quite a bit. This year, in anticipation of those holidays, I hope you are able to think to think of and maybe even write down the memories, the conversations you had, the quotable moments, the feelings in a new split space or new relationship, the first time you met a grandchild, the first time you had a child, or went to dinner after months of quarantine. Write it down or at least think it over. And it doesn't have to be clear or perfect. In fact, it won't be clear or perfect, but it will be personal because it will be your journey, your story, and your memories. Moshe wrote down his memories for us to feel the journey that made us into a people. So recall your memories to share and allow others to know how they impacted or were created based on your life lived. You have been listening to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. If you enjoy these podcasts, we invite you to write a review on the Apple Podcast site or wherever you get your podcasts. For more information about Temple Beth Am Los Angeles, go to tbala.org.